Welcome to the Soul Seeker Sisterhood podcast, where we talk all things spiritual, mystical, and transformational to inspire you at a soul level and expand your consciousness. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm going to be chatting with Nicole de Cristofaro, who helps high achieving women who are often drained, exhausted, or burnt out by all their day to day responsibilities or relationships, and would like support to live the lives with more peace happiness and grace. Nicole has trained in the art of science of energy medicine with a master certificate in intuition medicine. Her new approach to healing combines ancient wisdom and modern science, the energy alchemy method, aligning the mind, body, and spirit. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you, Verdi. It's so great to be here and be in the same time zone as you in Australia. (laughs) I know. This has worked out perfectly, hasn't it? So you're in Canberra at the moment and I'm in Perth, so it's brilliant. Yes. Nicole, it would be great to sort of start off by um, learning a little bit about what you do. And I know that we've chatted a little bit about this um, before, but for everyone else that's listening, to find out a little bit about your story and how you first got into this type of work um, with being an energy medicine practitioner. Because I know this is something that we sort of hear about, but we, you know, to meet someone that's actually, um, you know, working in this field, it'd be great to know a little bit about your story. Yes, definitely. So the short version of the story, because I feel like it can be very long, but um, I really never thought I'd be in this line of work. Like I never thought I'd be on this path. Um, I definitely dabbled on a lot of different things when I was younger and I never really knew myself or knew like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like when I was little, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. And it's like, yeah, I quickly got grew out of that. (laughs) So what happened was through a series of, you know, life explorations and events is my mother uh, um, received the diagnosis of colon cancer. And she was about um, in her late 50s. And it came as quite of a shock because we didn't really have a history in our family of colon cancer. And um, when I asked my mother, you know, why did she think that she was diagnosed with that? Like, where, how, how did it manifest or, or come from? And my mom was a very spiritual woman. Uh, she said, I'm sure it's from all the guilt and the shame that I've kept inside for so long. And I really felt that was super true, even though I might not have understood the hows and whys of that it felt very true. And I went on a mission to find a way to holistically help my mother. Um, You know, I knew she was going to go the Western medicine traditional route and go through chemotherapy and all that. But I just was, I felt it was my responsibility to help her with her healing or at least support her in some way with the side effects of all the drugs and chemicals and everything. And I was definitely a very like, health conscious person, or I still am. (laughs) But at that time, I think I was like, really uber (laughs) health conscious. And I was, you know, looking at acupuncture and, you know, energy medicine and all these things. And that led me to dabble a bit in energy medicine and the arts. And when I did that, though, it kind of felt like it was my responsibility to like heal her. And that really was overwhelming. And I realized now it's not my responsibility to heal anyone. 
uh, of course, but um, I, I definitely pushed off. Like, I'm not a healer. I don't want to be a healer. It's too much responsibility. So that was, you know, about, ooh, that was back in like 2007, around there uh, about. And um, and I was like, no, that's not me. And that's not who what I want to do. So it really was <laughs> like, it, the door kind of like was like, hey, Nicole, come on in back then. And I was like, no, I'm scared. You know, I, the fear got me. And then through a series of events, my life took a turn where I became a love mentor. So helping women in healing and um, also helping them, you know, different ways of healing, healing with their self-worth and self-esteem and feeling lovable and wanting healthy relationships. And throughout that entire journey, many of my clients said, thank you for holding space for me and providing a healing environment for me to love myself again. And I kept hearing that word. And I'm like, I'm not a healer, you know, uh, you know, really resisting it. And then a friend and I, a business acquaintance and I, one day were talking about like my future and what I wanted to do with my business. And I wasn't really feeling aligned with continuing the the work that I was doing. And she said, I'm getting this information and she's not like the super intuitive, like psychic person. She's really a marketing person. And she said, I don't know what this means. Can you, can, can I just tell you? And I said, of course. And she's like, I'm getting for you that you're, you're meant to look into um, medical and in- intuitive, like be, becoming a medical intuitive. When she said that, I was like, hmm, that's feels like very true. Again, like I have these moments where things feel true. And that's what intuition I feel is never these big elation, you know, moments. They're like, it feels right or true. Like I have brown eyes. Mm -hmm. Someone says that it's true. And then that led me to where I am today, like through a really serendipitous chain of events as life happens when you're on your path. Um, I had a colleague that knew of a place where I could study intuition medicine, and I felt like it was the perfect fit for me. The curriculum was everything I wanted to learn. And now I'm a, a teaching assistant at the school. So it really became like my purpose in my life doing this work. And I feel honored that even though I wasn't able to, you know, reverse my mother's cancer, she did pass. Um, I know that I can, you know, I he- heal myself first and foremost, and also give others the opportunity to see what's possible for them. Mm, such a powerful story. And I think, you know, coming back to that, following your intuition, and it's funny how things line up in our life to lead us down that path. And I know we've spoken about this before about, you know, all these chains of events that happen in our, often in our personal lives. And sometimes we think we're waiting for this big moment of what we need to do next, but actually it's all the little things that are giving us us the clues to where, where we need to go. So I think, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Do you think that having gone and done a certificate and certifications and now you're um, obviously training, helping other people that are training in that course. Do you think that gave you a sort of a different sense of depth to what you were doing that you may never have found by yourself? Because I know a lot of women that will listen to this and men that are listening to this would love to go down that sort of path, but they feel like they're not anchored to a learning. They they feel like there's, there needs to be a little bit more. Structure, Do you think that's help, yeah. helped you? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, and that I think that's why I wasn't as uh, confident before when I dabbled because I was dabbling. 
And um, the methodology I dabbled in before, um, way back then, was Reiki. And I don't know how every teacher or instruction or course does it, but um, I felt like there were some foundational things missing now that I know what I know. Mm -hmm. And it really is important to be mindful of um, energy hygiene and grounding your energy and all these things. And I didn't have that type of training. So I felt like it, it uh, being a highly sensitive person, everything was like very intense and I needed, I need to be strongly grounded. I need to be in um, my, my own integrity of my space. I need to know how to separate my energy from other people's and not merge energies, take on their energy. So I think it is important that someone find a teacher or school or, or something that, you know, and be very discerning because not everything is created equal, of course, and not one is better or right or wrong. Um, but it boils down to what you feel is right for you and really stick with it. Like put, put, put your hundred percent into whatever you pick, because I see, um, cause I have healers come to me now and want mentorship because they've dabbled so much and they struggle in different ways with their practice because they haven't learned a lot of the key foundational um, steps of being in this uh, area of energy medicine. So I think it's really important to just like find something and, and give it your all and not like, oh, but I'm going to do this. And I'm, you know, it's easy to do that. Believe me, I've been there. Um, but give it your all. And then if you feel there's something more or missing, add on later. Like, you know, it's like school, right? You take courses and you stay in that course till the end. And then the next semester you would take a different course. So like, you know, use that same um, approach would be my suggestion. Yeah. It's really interesting because I think there are a lot of people that yeah feel that they just need that extra step or they need some extra guidance. And I think everything that in this kind of space, and we talk about this on the show is that you know, when you're in this space, a lot of it, you do Mm (laughs) self-learning. And so sometimes you think I've just got to know how to do it. It's surely it's just got to be this natural thing, but sometimes we need some mentoring. So I think it's a really good point to bring up that, you know, to look for somebody, whether that's at a, you know, in a schooling setting or whether or not that's a mentor or whatever that might be to find someone to, to help you along the way. So Nicole, tell us about you you have a lot of clients that come to you, a lot of people that reach out to you that are experiencing burnout. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone listening to this has either experienced it themselves or knows someone that is experiencing it. What do you think's causing that to happen so often now? Or do you think it's something that's always been around, but now we realize we need to shift it? I think it's it's probably been around because what my definition of burnout is and what people think burnout is are, are two different things. <laughs> mm. But um, I think it's more of an epidemic now because of the way that modern women are trying to do it all and putting these unrealistic bars, you know, of perfection and expectations on ourselves. And, you know, a lot of the messaging out there is you can have it all and just push hard and, you know, do it. And everything's about like pushing and it's hard. And like, think about the programming we're listening to and what that's doing to us, (laughs) you know, subconsciously, it's telling us to work, you know, 
till we there's nothing left in order to achieve whatever it is success wealth fame whatever it is so i feel like it's a combination of things but back to my point of what burnout is and what i think it is a lot of people think that like burnout is about like um you know not like you're having unrealistic job expectations or doing work that's like you know monotonous or unchallenging or working in high pressure or chaotic environments, or maybe like feeling like you're just overworking or maybe not getting enough paid and you're working a lot. And that's, that could be true, of course, of why somebody may have the symptoms of burnout, but really at the core of what burnout really is, it's not valuing, accepting, or loving yourself. There's some disconnect from your authentic self And there's also um, the situation where you could have trauma, either like big trauma where it's PTSD or little trauma, which can be like being bullied, emotionally abusive relationships, ongoing financial concerns, um, you know, non-life-threatening injuries and, and pain and all of that that can you know, really feed into feeling burnt out because you're, you're on this, like, you know, your nervous system is on high alert all the time. And also what I said earlier, that toxic perfectionism, thinking that we have to be at this level all the time and we can't fail. We have to push, we have to do it all. I think those are the things that are really um, contributing to burnout. Mm. Wow, that's really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what you said there, just to move that that thinking, and it's so true that when we are not comfortable, I think sometimes we feel like we're, we're burnt out, but we just need to shift some of that. But really, yeah, that self-love, that's, yeah. a, that's a big one. So I'm sure that people that come to you really, that's a bit of a revelation. Yeah, because think of that. it, if, if you're holding up a facade that isn't mm-hmm. true to yourself or you're not feeling valued or loved, you're, there's a energy deficiency you're creating. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I know it sounds very simple to say that, but uh, you know, when I show people or demonstrate energetically with them, they get it. They understand like, oh, now I see like why I'm so depleted and tired and kind of unmotivated is mm-hmm. there's like something, there's something within my physiology that is contributing to this because of the emotional experience of not really feeling in alignment with myself and loving myself and feeling connected to myself. And is it hard to actually shift that? Because it sounds like it's something that we almost really we're doing to ourselves. <laughs> it's a self-reflection mm-hmm. thing that we need to come back to self. How does someone actually shift that? Is it like layers where we've got to work through this or is this something that people can actually shift quite quickly once they have that understanding you know it depends on the person i feel anything's uh you know energy follows your thoughts and intentions so if you're you know like i this can be easy and i'm going to shift this then voila you know you can <laughs> create that experience However, I always start at the foundation with people. And that's why I go back to grounding and why it's a foundation for everything is because um, when your body and your awareness and your energy is in the present, it's not like in the past ruminating about things or in the future worrying about stuff. 
you are able to connect to you, who you are as a spirit, your higher self. And then once that grounding becomes this daily habit and practice, then you can work on strengthening that relationship to your higher self um, and really connecting to who you are and expanding your aperture of life's lens. Because there's so much here in our life that we're, we're disillusioned about, like, we're like, well, why are we trying to burn ourselves out making six figures? Like, what's that about? Is that really what you want? Or is it that you just want more time with your family? Because that obviously based on results, you working harder to make more money and not spending more time with your family isn't working. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to kind of come back to self through the art of grounding that 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 is these shifts can happen and you start to have these ahas and breakthroughs. Oh, this is such powerful stuff. I feel <laughs> like everyone needs to know this and it'll be shouting it out because it's it is a very common thing. We see that even on social media, people talking a lot more about about this. But I think getting a different perspective and understanding is going to really help people that that are listening to this. So you work in that energy medicine space. So anyone that's thinking, what does that actually mean? Like, what would you? How would you define it to someone who's never really experienced energy medicine? Mm -hmm. It is. (laughs) So yeah. So energy medicine and the the type of intuition medicine that is uh, proprietary to where I went to school is part of the vibrational medicine. Um, modalities. So that means that I am tapping into frequencies and vibrations of different energies. And so like, think of, um, we are frozen energy. We are light that's frozen, right? We're matter. So we are, you know, there's this body that's all energy and think of the heart center, right? That's this massive energy conductor, and then think of the um, energy f- around us, which is our aura. So there's the, we respond all day, 24 hours a day to the energy around us. Um, we respond actually to the energy of colors, of foods, right? All of these things, plants, sunlight. So just like um, a plant receives photosynthesis for its nourishment and food, right? It's receiving energy from the sun, We can also utilize the energy of anything, colors, higher realms of energy that you can um, learn to access. So, you know, I am looking at helping pinpointing where there's energy blockages or deficiencies in someone's body and helping to... um, you know, discover what is at the core, what's the root cause of this? Because every illness or ailment has a, a spiritual or a root cause, you know, just because like someone says, oh, you have this diagnosis doesn't mean that's that and that's it. You know, in my practice, I look at like, oh, we have this diagnosis. Let's look at what, where that came from. It could even be from a past life. It could be something else. And using energy and tapping in, like accessing the energy through your um, consciousness and intention, because energy follows your thoughts and intention to just acknowledge what, what the source is. And, you know, say it's a past life and there was something horrible that happened. And to this day, you're carrying the karmic residue of that. We can actually heal on a, you know, 
time-space continuum here because nothing's linear. You can heal in the past and it affects the present. So um, using either color, ener- like the energy of color and the vibrational frequency of color or higher consciousness energies that is streaming around us like Netflix all the time um, requires that you be grounded though to be able to do this. So it really is you know, the, the wisdom of learning how to be very present, like a finely tuned instrument, like a radio antenna to be able to access all those different channels. Oh, it's so, it's so interesting, isn't it? Do you think that, um, you know, it's easier to come and get support to do that? Or do you think people can sort of do this on their own? Or is it something that, you know, because it's, a self-reflection and we're having to really sort of really dig deep and and look at the root cause is it difficult to try and figure that out on your own because you get in your own way it is sometimes um so i my my mission has always been to help others awaken their own inner healer because i felt like that was very empowering for me because i was always searching for people to like fix me <laughs> like you know hey be my guru right and that was very disempowering and then i was always dependent on people and not to say that you know i want um i don't want to help people or continue seeing people because that's something i definitely do um but it helps to have like your own you know little toolkit. That way, if I'm not around, you have something that you can pull out of your, you know, toolkit and use for yourself and you're not dependent on like the next session or something. So I think anybody can learn it. It really is a matter of just being committed to your own healing process and self-discovery. And many people say they're committed and they're not. And let's just be, you know, honest about it. It's okay. If that's like what, if you're not wanting to put in the time and the energy to do it, um, then just know that like, there's, there's a dependency then you're creating and um, you can be more empowered and do this yourself if you choose. Mm, Yeah, very true. I think sometimes when we go down that path of healing, it's can be very confronting. So sometimes you think, yeah, I'm really committed, but as you sort of really go into it sometimes we've got to face some of that shadow work and we've really got to face some of the maybe more dark things and even though there's light on the other side of it it can be can be a real challenge I know that another um two things that you've mentioned to me before a lot of people come to you with like high anxiety and levels of sort of that feeling of depression and do you think that that really um stems from them having to look back at where that's originated from it sounds like a lot of this work is not I suppose in Western medicine, we're really looking at covering up things. And this is really about going to the source of it. Do you think shifting some of that comes from going back to that that source place for those people? I think uh, most people that are dealing with depression and anxiety are suffering from a disconnection of their spirit. Like we have our divine spiritual energy source within us, right? Our higher self. And when we are depressed or we're having anxiety or disassociation and a lot of other mental health issues, it's because we ourself and our spirit are not united. The spirit needs to feel safe and grounded in this human home because spirits get overwhelmed too. Like this is a, there's a, they're on their evolutionary journey. So it's important that this home 
and this body that we pick to incarnate into is a safe and grounded home for our higher self to reside in. And when that isn't the case and we're so disconnected and, and, you know, just really ungrounded, that's what causes a lot of these um, problems. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first thing as I work with someone on is really connecting to their body. You know, we get into breath work, we get into grounding, really like help them re-remember who they are. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. like this is, this is not your natural state, right? Like things happened in your life to take you out of that state and trauma and triggering things have happened, but let's get you back into that state of being centered and calm and present. So beautiful. I think that's such a big question as well. Like who actually are you? Um, When you open your mind up to that, it's it's sort of, you know, it's a much bigger question um, than we think it is right at the start. So part of your work, what you teach your clients, what you do comes into everything that you're doing is using your intuition Mm -hmm. and everyone sort of uses it differently um, in their own magical way. And I know that um, it does come directly into the work that you're doing. So if someone's trying to heal and they're trying, they're in that space of, you know, connecting back with themselves, where does intuition fit into all of that and the work that you do? That is that direct line connection to who you are, your higher self, your spirit, your soul, whatever you want to call it. Um, When you're, when you've lost that connection or you're not here in the present tuning into it, how can you pick up the phone, right? And answer the call when your higher self is giving you support and guidance. And that really is your intuition. It's that support guidance. It's your inner GPS signal, right? Just like I shared in my story about how I got here, if I wasn't present to what I was hearing or how I was feeling or that my awareness wasn't there, I would have missed a lot of little breadcrumbs that were being dropped. You know, those were intuitive messages and, you know, intuition comes in different forms and, and shapes, right? We, we, I used to think that my intuition had to have like a voice like Morgan Freeman and talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) so of course I was disappointed when that never happened but what I didn't realize that I'm very clairsentient being a sensitive person so I was missing the cues of how I was feeling and how my body was responding yeah I think that's so common with intuition because everybody can do it in different ways and I think sometimes we have this belief that it's going to um you know, either we're going to have someone stand next to us and tell us everything. Some people get downloads of information. Some people feel it. Some people hear it. So like, there's just so many ways that it can come to you. So anyone that is listening to that and you think I have no connection to my intuition, you probably do. You just are not really realizing that you do. So do do you find that when someone comes to you and they've got some issues going on that often there is a disconnect with their intuition that they've kind of switched it off and they're not really fully connected and embracing that part of themselves. Is that a common thing that you see? So common, but you know what the biggest 
problem is, <laughs> we try too hard. We force. Oh my God. We are so good at overanalyzing and forcing and being here. So that's another th- problem is like, in order to really um, connect into that space of being open and receptive, we have to bring our awareness away from this frontal lobe. I'm pointing to everyone's forehead right now. This is not the place where your intuition <laughs> lives. <laughs> it is another location. And um, based on my my studies and, and the um, training I have, it's actually if you can rest your awareness like back in the middle of your head in that hypothalamus area, um, there's a location which we, we refer to in, at the academy is your meditation sanctuary. And that's gives that gives your analyzer kind of like that mute button so that you can be in this like control room, if you will. And in your meditation sanctuary can be anything you imagine it to be, but it's where you, you greet yourself as a spirit and you communicate, you can ask questions, you can, you know, pose, uh, decisions there. Um, and not everybody, you know, that's not easy for everybody because we're so focused on like thinking and logic and reasoning, um, so I work with people based on what they're, what, what comes easy for them. Some people are great at automatic writing. Um, some people are, you know, like I said, very clairsentient. So it's like asking their body, like almost like a form of kinesiology. So there's different ways to be intuitive. It's not like one way for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And some people develop some of those skills at different yes. in their life as well. You know, if you often ask like young parents of young children, they'll tell you that those children can do certain things. And then sometimes as they get older, they lose some of that. And then other things come through. And I think we have that throughout our whole life, depending on um, the situations, what we're faced with, what we're experiencing and learning, um, that there are so many ways and it's, it's okay um, to trust that part of ourselves because we often want to yeah. overanalyze and think, am I yeah. wrong? I must be wrong unless I know the exact answer, but it's uh, often learning so to true. interpret, <laughs> you know, interpret what yeah. we're getting. And that, I think that's the biggest frustration. Like students come to me, they're like, oh, I can't get it. I'm not intuitive. Mm. And, you know, and I used to feel the same. I used to try to meditate and I had such a hard time visualizing. I was not clairvoyant. Like I had really hard time, like trying to imagine something in my mind's eye and what's interesting is through my work as an energy medicine practitioner, because I use my psychometry in my hands, that actually develop, it stimulates the pineal gland. And I've now become a lot more clairvoyant than I thought was possible. So there's, there is hope that people can develop and strengthen because we're all intuitive. We just need to find out like, okay, what is our strength? And I have a quiz. I have a free quiz, by the way, if anyone goes to my website, you can find out what your spiritual superpower is. Because then if you know what your most developed ability is, start using that to your advantage now and, and stop trying to use some another skill that isn't your most developed so that you're not frustrated. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> that sounds so good. Because I think sometimes it's clear to some people what that is, but they only realize it when they're faced with it, when someone says that this could be an option for you. And you think, yes, that is me. I do do that a lot. And often others know it about us more than we know it about ourselves. So if it's something that anyone's listening to at the moment thinking, I don't know what that is for me. Yeah. Ask your family and friends and people around you because they'll often pick up on that 
um, but you're overthinking exactly what what your skill set is and what you are really naturally um, gifted at. So talk to me about karmic contracts because I think this is really interesting and we were talking a little bit about past lives before and how this all connects and where some of our healing needs to be done and that time doesn't really exist. So karmic contracts and energetic agreements, how does that fit into the work that you do and how can it actually affect us in our today, like what's going on with us today? (laughs) Yeah, so if you think about it this way, you know, we came with a, a earth school lesson plan, right? We came into this life for certain reasons. And, you know, maybe there was a uh, a plan for you to learn how to love yourself more. Let's just use that as an example. And say in each incarnation you've had, whether it was a male body, a female body, doesn't matter. Maybe you were put into situations where there was the opportunity for you to learn to love yourself. Let's give an extreme example. Maybe you were in an abusive relationship because, you know, a lot of people in abusive relationships have low self-worth, low self-esteem. There's a struggle there, right? And so they end up going to a, a, into a relationship where they're trying to get someone to love them. And it's it's like this like really awful pattern that they're caught in, right? And, and I've been in... Um, uh, verbally, I was in a verbally abusive relationship and I, you know, totally after years of being that saw like, Oh, this is what's happening. Okay. Now I get it. My eyes are open. So you may have to visit, uh, your contracts and go, okay, am I still learning this lesson or have I completed it one or, do I want to create a new agreement? Like you, everything is choice. You can change things. It's not like you're stuck with like, oh, I decided this. So I'm stuck with it. You can still say I'm going to evolve and grow, but change the way that you're operating about it and change and also make different choices. Right. Um, so that's one thing, um, that, you know, I would say about karmic contracts is, you know, being able to visit, update, change, um, renegotiate your contracts is totally possible. So if there's something going on in your life, like maybe abundance issues or whatever, that would be a good time to look at like, well, what is affecting me in present time that, you know, I can get more understanding about. And there's so many ways that can go Verity. Like I can't predict that for anyone. We'd have to like do that. Um, and then energetic agreements are usually about you and another person and what this agreement is that you each signed up for. And you can look at it as like a contract as well. And maybe, you know, say for example, you know, you're a mother and you have a contract with your, um, you know, child and there's something, there's some struggle you two are having, you know, this comes up often with kids that like felt unloved by a parent and what they found, this is kind of surprising where, they looked at the, the the agreement and they found that there was never, this was, it was never meant to be this like loving, fulfilling relationship it was literally like, I meant to birth you into this world. And that's kind of it. Like there's no, nothing more beyond that. And that actually gave um, one of the students some peace knowing like, oh, here I am trying to like force a relationship with my mother who like 
isn't giving me the love and, and affection I want, but she's actually, she did her job. She was meant to just birth me into this world, into this body. And that's it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to love myself and not try to get it from someone else. So that could be like another part, another layer of that agreement, right? Is like maybe that mother, you know, you guys created this agreement so that you could learn that. So you could learn then like not look for other people's love, you know, and, and source it from within yourself. Oh, it's so interesting. Do you think when um, you mentioned about karmic contracts and you said that, you know, have you finished a contract? Mm-hmm. Does that happen where people are still trying to live out something that they yes. they're still learning? But it's actually finished and they should be sort of moving forward, yes. but they're stuck in a cycle. Stuck. You the operative word you just mentioned, stuck. Whenever people feel stuck, you know, and I felt had this too, is like I look at, okay, well, what's going on here? Why is there that stuck feeling? Is it energetic stuck? Is it um, you know, I'm trying to force something that's not meant for me? And that that would be a good um opportunity to look at the contract or agreement and go is this just done? And I'm hanging on for like, I don't know, why am I hanging on? You know, it's like people who are often in relationships that like, really stale, stagnant, no growth. Not all relationships are meant to be forever. I'm sorry. I know we all want to believe in that. But no, that applies to friendships, love relationships, all of it. And you, you, you need to kind of open your mind, I guess, a little bit about what we're told in our society and culture about that and understand that like, you know, we go through cycles, everybody goes through their own growth and evolution cycle. And if something is feeling really stale, and just like it's stagnant and stifling and constraining, maybe there's something to look for there. I'm not saying that it's time to end the relationship. That of course needs to be your decision. But there could be like, oh, this is this was only meant to be for this period of time for some reason. Like they were a part of my journey. Yeah, it really comes back to that self-reflection, doesn't it? All of this work and, yeah. and digging deep into asking yourself those questions. So if someone's trying to work out some of these things or anyone that's listening thinking, this is, there's some bells going off here for them, yeah. um, which I'm sure there will be. What is the process to figure that out? How does someone actually figure out what is my karmic contract? You know, we understand that concept, but how do you actually get that information out of yourself? Yeah. So I, you know, in my training, it's not like anybody could do this because it does take a lot of different steps and understanding. But in my training, you know, I'm accessing um, information, which, you know, a lot of people call the Akashic Records, right? So I either go to someone's Akashic records or I go to like the intermediary space is a, is a, is a place I refer to as wisdom forum. And I, I request, I'm like, can I see or um, know the contract for myself or this individual? And then I inquire, and this is all at a higher wisdom frequency, which I talked about earlier is like accessing those streaming channels of higher collective consciousness because that um, that universal consciousness energy is available for anyone to tap into, you know, I guess, you know, for anyone to do it, it might be a bit daunting, but, you know, I would say one way to start is, you know, definitely you have to go through a grounding process to be able to be that like antenna, right. To receive the signal. And then maybe just like writing questions in a journal and just 
Like, don't have an expectation that you're going to get an answer right then and there, but just like pose the question. Like, I'd really love to know um, more understanding about this relationship. And then pay attention to your dreams. Not all dreams are equal, but pay attention to like signs and symbols and all the things. Like, that's why being grounded and being aware and being in the present is so important because there's so much happening that you're probably missing. So that would be one thing is like pose questions because your higher self and your spirit team, you know, your guides, they're, they're wanting to help you. They're wanting to support you, but you actually have to be like dialed into that station to get, get the information. Yeah. Sometimes you have to quiet yourself, yourself to get that information. I know I love using dreams is something that I personally use. And there's so many ways to, to tap into that. It's almost looking for those universal clues that are going to send up. We've got to be sort of, um, yeah, understand that there is a bit of a path that we're walking down and we can access that path mm-hmm. if we are listening to, to the clues. So you mentioned about the Akashic Records and we know that's linked to our past lives and all of the information is stored there. So um, how does past lives really come into affect us you know, what's going on with us right now? How does, if someone's, is it really that someone's experienced something and that they didn't let it go in that life and they've brought it into this one? Is that kind of how that works? Or do you have an example of someone maybe Mm -hmm. that you've worked with that where that's happened? Yeah. So um, it it usually involves something not being healed and think about it. We're not, we weren't always aware conscious people in previous times, right? Like, so there, there may not have been a completion cycle. So that something, an energetic imprint, you know, uh, in our DNA, it could be from our ancestors, even Verity, we didn't even cover that, but that's a whole other topic. But like, there could be stuff that's passed down to you that you, it wasn't even part of your past lives. It was like, <laughs> I've had that happen. Um, but for example, uh, a woman that I, a client of mine, um, extremely, like fear of like being like in, in poverty and, and having nothing and really um, very huge scarcity fear. Right. And, and w- which is interesting because she does well in her career has like a how, you know, like has the things that show security isn't like in a ton of debt or any, you know, like, normal financial security. So why would you have that fear or scarcity? And when we did a past life timeline, we looked at, you know, we picked one because there could be like a bunch of lifetimes that are attributing. So but we're asking um, the Supreme Being energy for what's the one that's like needs to be healed right now. What's the one that's like really affecting this life? And there was a, a life where she, uh, she was a thief. And she um, stole a lot of things. And um, so there was a, a, a needing to forget, get forgiveness for that with the people involved. And again, it's like done in a place called the Wisdom Forum where it's like a courtroom or wherever you want to imagine it is. It's your unique place. And you can ask for forgiveness. You can talk, do spirit to spirit conversations there and um, understand what, what, you know, what's needed. And so once she cleared that and like really cleared the energetic imprints that was carrying forward to, for today, she's like, oh, I, I'm, I no longer have that, like that 
feeling in my chest. Like I don't feel the, the fear, you know, and she might have other thoughts that come up, but so you got to also look at like the wiring in your brain and all those imprints on the neural pathways that you've created with repetitive, you know, thoughts that create emotions that then create a, a, a physiological response in your body and your body's flooded with all these chemicals. So it could be two part. There could be just past life things that need to be addressed and healed and clear, like clearing the imprint off that timeline and bringing everything into present time because you are not that person anymore. That that was that's not you now. So you, it's really like a separation of that energy. And then the other part is also looking at people's um, neurology. And so I do a lot of um, rewiring work with people as well, especially with like habits and patterns and things that could be from your genealogy or could be just like a habit or pattern. Like say you're a smoker, there's something going on there. We need to look at that and and break that um, habit. So it could be two twofold mm-hmm. or one or the other. Very interesting. I know you mentioned about um, as- ancestral healing. Sorry. So yes. talk us through that sort of it all. T- it's all ties together so nicely. Yes. <laughs> you know how does that come in if someone maybe is experiencing that? What does that yes. actually mean? So, um, and, and this is the tricky part is you don't know, right? Unless there's someone that guides you. And, and that's why, you know, I do love helping people like get some experience of this and then they can kind of do it on their own because you wouldn't know because you don't know. Right. So for example, I had a client that had this diagnosis and she didn't, um, want to, you know, go a traditional route of treating it in, in the medical Western medicine. Um, I didn't see any evidence of the diagnosis when I did the scan, but of course I'm a, not a medical doctor. So I, I, I have to be responsible and say, look, I'm, you know, you still need to go to a doctor, but I don't see any evidence. What I do see is this extreme heavy blockage, like a ball, like a, like a, calcified ball of energy. And what we discovered was that she was holding on to a lot of ancestral pain and suffering that she decided she chose this to carry this into this lifetime to heal it in this lifetime, because she would be the one that could heal that for the lineage for all the generations. But of course, you don't know, right? You're just like going about your life and then something happens or you get sick or you're struggling. So through that process, we were able to, um, I was able to guide her through healing all of that ancestral trauma and and pain and suffering. Um, It didn't take, you know, like it wasn't a one and done in one session. It took a couple because the body has its own capacity for healing and the spirit has its own capacity for healing. And sometimes those don't match up because spirit has a higher capacity and can transform very quickly, but our physiology is limited. So, um, but after that, when she finally did decide to go and get another doctor's opinion, no evidence of the diagnosis. So, you know, I don't know what was there before that the other doctor thought he found, 
Um, but it was no longer there. And I think that's like a huge, you know, a huge testament to we carry energy and it can create disease in our body. It can create a lot of illness. Yeah. it's And, you know, we hear about st- what stress does to our body. It's a very clear pattern that we, we, a lot of us oh, terrible stress mm-hmm. and we know now that stress leads to a lot of you know they say dis-ease like it's mm-hmm. you're not um you're not at ease with your body and, and where does that cause problems but I think it's such an interesting thing that we can carry things through and it's interesting because we look often at family lines and think this has popped up in my family like over and over mm-hmm. why does this keep happening and you know, when we really, it's like coming back to the source of it, you know, what's causing this? How do I shift it? We're amazing energetic beings. I think we're far more powerful than we actually realize that we so are. Much. Yes. So sometimes bringing this kind of work with medical work together can be an incredibly powerful um, thing for someone that is looking to heal themselves. This has just been such a fascinating conversation, Nicole. Honestly, I think there'll be so many people that listen to this and can really, it will resonate with them because I think we've all experienced something um, where we've needed some energetic healing or we look back and think I did and I didn't do anything about it, um, all of that. So I think there's a lot of people that will really resonate with, with what you've said today. So tell us, how can someone get in touch with you if they want to explore some of this a little bit further with you? Yes. And I, and I'm so happy to do like, um, complimentary, um, calls. I do them 20 minutes. Let's just chat and see if we're a good fit. And, and if I can even help you, cause believe me, I'll admit if I can't help someone. Um, so my website is divineflowhealing.com. And then I'm on Instagram at divineflowhealing. Facebook. My business name is Divine Flow Energy Healing. That's the proper long name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the main areas. I'm also on LinkedIn. If you look up my name, Nicole DeCristofaro. And yeah, I, I totally respond to all my DMs and stuff. So send me a message, book an al- uh, alchemy call is what I call my complimentary calls. So we can see how we can alchemize your energy and align your mind, body and spirit. Oh, such a beautiful name to call a discovery girl. That's fantastic. So um, we'll pop those in the show notes as well. So if anyone is looking um, for that information, you can um, find it really easily down there. But thank you so much, Nicole, for jumping on today and chatting to me about all of this absolutely fantastic knowledge that and skills that you have that you're sharing with the world. I think it's such a needed thing. So really appreciate you coming on today's um, call. Thank you, Verity. I loved your questions. I really thought they were um, different. And um, I really love the conversation and just creating the space for people to, you know, get, get more understanding and get to the core of what's going on. Because look, we're all here to get better, right? And be our best, healthiest, happiest selves. And if I can be like one part of that for somebody, uh, oh my gosh, my heart is full. So I, I love doing this work and thank you again for providing this platform and this space for it. Oh, so welcome. Thank you so much, Nicole. And we will chat soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to another magical episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss another episode. And we'd love you to share the podcast with any family or friends who might be interested in the show. Thank you.